This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know better is the electric circus known as Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together, presented by Progressive Insurance. I appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And also that smart speaker, yours to play ESPN Radio. You can join the conversation anytime you want, especially on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDougs83. Got a really, really cool tweet, Harry. We mentioned the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins out of their lineup for the rest of the season. He ruptures Achilles. M. Dylan Watts hit us on social media. Coleman ESPN and HDougs83. 83. He says, what do you think about the Minnesota Vikings maybe trading for Sam Darnold of the 49ers? Oh, that's a good one because Kevin O'Connell came from the Rams system and that mm-hmm. system we know Sean McVay was with the Shanahan's, uh, Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco for a while. So uh-huh. that would be another good one. The thing is, I don't know if San Francisco would do that. And here's the only reason why. Number one, they're in the NFC. And why would you want to give another quarterback on your team uh, that you can utilize if your starting starting guy gets hurt right. to another team that can compete against you and <laughs> yes. knows everything that you have going on. So yeah. Saren State secrets and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Got I it. wouldn't do yeah. that. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, though. There's no harm in asking. You just never know. If you got the right kind of price, maybe just maybe, but not likely, but you don't know anything if you don't have like a it, chance it, to it, ask it, for it. it. It makes sense for Minnesota. No doubt. I just don't know if San Francisco would do it. Yeah, I don't think so. they would do it either. But then again, you Minnesota. Everything should be on the table, and everyone should be a part of that conversation when it comes to that. Don't forget us on the Freddie and Harry hotline. Join us on the Dr. Pepper call on the line at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. By the way, Harry Douglas believes that the Cincinnati Bengals are the team to watch out for in the National Football League right now. What about you? Let us know, 888-729-3776. Still got to keep your eyes on the Philadelphia Eagles. About to have a potential out-of-sight matchup. The play the Dallas Cowboys this Sunday, 4 o'clock Eastern time in Philadelphia. Man, they always get medieval for sports in Philadelphia. They're going to be really out of their medieval rabbit behind minds when that team that they can't stand, known as the Dallas Cowboys, come into town. Word of advice to any Cowboys fan that has never been to a game in Philadelphia and you may think about going. Do not wear your Cowboys gear. Don't have anything with a star. Don't have anything with Cowboy boots. Don't have anything with a Cowboy hat. Because believe me, if you wear it in, you're going to need another outfit going out because you're going to have a lot of people's DNA all over your body with the kind of spit that's been coming to it. This PSA brought by Freddie Coleman, Cowboys fan, who knows better to do something like that. But this Eagles team, their quarterback Jalen Hurts still playing okay, playing a little better, Harry. But I wonder how compromised he really, really is because that left knee is not hurt. That left knee is injured. Yeah, and you can see it on film when he's trying to run and scramble. He's really, really trying his best not to get hit and, you know, not have defenders land on him awkwardly. But I will say this. It has made his passing game that more that much more precise. The in, way he carved way? up the way he carved up Washington this weekend. Okay, uh, think think about this: that defense and what they gave up versus that team. They needed every bit of MVP Jalen Hurts. Right? We didn't get the rushing side of that, the 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 util, utilization of his legs, but with his arms. With his arm, he did everything he needed to do, whether it was getting the football to A.J. Brown, mm-hmm. Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Kenneth Gainwell was a was a bright spot. And I thought Jalen Hurts did something in this matchup that I haven't seen him do consistently this year and what he did consistently last year. He took what the defense gave him. 
Okay. There were times where Kenneth Gainwell would come out the backfield. You know what? There are a lot of defenders are back deep. Let me throw my check down. Let me let me, let me let him go get us five or six. Right. So you're staying ahead of the chain. So I thought Jalen Hurts played an awesome game. Okay. But like you mentioned, though, Freddie, he is not healthy whatsoever because you see him wincing going out of bounds when he's trying to run and escape pressure. This tells me all I need to know about how he is not healthy. When you fumble the ball in the brotherly shove, which is the most unstoppable play in sports right now. And then the next time you run the brotherly shove, you run kind of a jet sweep where he does not have to run the football even with all that protection around him. And they're able to fool Washington and get that touchdown where they had the brotherly shove ready. He steps back and hands the football off. They run into the end zone. That tells me all I need to know about his availability when it comes to what kind of availability is going to be there with him being compromised that left knee injury. But it's also nice to have. You can have an injury. The perfect elixir is having that bad you-know-what on the outside called A.J. Brown. And Jalen Hurts says, yeah, I'm glad he's on my team. I mean, he's doing really impressive things. You know, he's, he's playing at a, a very high level. He's been consistent. And as a friend, I know what his mentality is and, and where it's coming from. It's no surprise. And the way he works, what he does in the offseason, where, where his mental is and why, his why. I'm proud of him as a friend and as a quarterback. And, um, you know, I'm proud that he um, he's truly invested into winning and putting the team first and doing whatever he needs to do in, in his role to win. We always hear MVP candidates. You better start talking about A.J. Brown being a part of the MVP conversation. And I'm not going to try to get into the whole thing about who's the best wide receiver. I don't care. But certain guys dominate games. He was double covered, and Jalen Hurts said he's open. Even when he's covered he's open no matter what pattern what he has to do we're going to talk about MVP candidates he has six straight games of at least 125 yards first play in NFL history to do that in six consecutive games if you're not talking about him in MVP conversation he keeps doing that then what are you not paying attention to when it comes to A.J. Brown, what he's done for the Philadelphia Eagles at that position. No, I agree with you, Freddie. You talk about consistency and, I, and I'm going to use the word trust and when it comes to Jalen Hurts, he trusts A.J. Brown on every single level possible. Yeah. One of his touchdown passes, it was covered too. So let me explain this to you, ladies and gentlemen. Break it you down, have Professor. A Break it down, Professor Douglas. You have a safety that has that, that's responsible for, responsible for that half of the football field that A.J. Brown is on. And you have a corner that's underneath that has the flat, right? So there was no flat defender to you know eat up the corner. So he sunk back with A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurts said, you know what, I don't I'm going to throw it up to him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care that they have two defenders over there on him. And A.J. Brown comes down with the football. He's a big body wide receiver, so you talk about passes over the middle. You can throw those to him. And not only can he catch those passes, he can break them from long ones. I've seen him do it with the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. I've seen him do it when he was with the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Also, you talk about a guy – I think is one of the best jump ball wide receivers in the National Football League because of his big body. He's a hands catcher. He's going to go up there and catch it with his hands. And it, even if you pass interference him, in which we've seen some at moments yesterday versus the Washington Commanders, he still came down with the football. See, y'all call it 50-50 balls? Uh-huh. No, wide receivers don't think like that. Damn it, we call them 100-100 balls. And he doesn't even need two hands at times. He caught in the back of the end zone with one. 
I hope I got draped all over him. I hope I didn't lose him. They was like, honey, honey, nope, honey, honey, one hundred, one hundred. No, I heard for you. the for all the proper people. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew it, I know you did not mean honey like from Winnie the Pooh, H U N N Y. I knew no. what you meant. <laughs> hunt, hunt it, ball, baby. That's what we call it, hunt it, hunt it, ball. He keeps doing that. You better call him one hundred and AV in MVP conversation. Come to AJ Brown, and like I said, not disrespecting anybody else. Not trying to say he's better than Tyree Killer, Miami, having a better season, but AJ Brown has been him. He's been Timothy Brown for the Philadelphia Eagles, and people better start recognizing that. And, and I think it's so crazy because I did the game this weekend, Patriots and Dolphins, so I got to see Tyreek Hill up close and watch a ton of film. What's that like, by the way? That, it's unbelievable. It, it, him, He's another guy. Yeah. Was double covered again this weekend like he was last week. And he ran past and like it ran was ran right past the double team mm-hmm. for a touchdown. And I said to myself, like, how does this even happen? Yeah. Like, I don't know how it happens, but it happens consistently. When you're that fast and you don't anticipate what you get what you deserve because they had a guy in off coverage, he stayed where he was, the Safety was too late over the top. And Tua Tungvalu was like, man, that's what y'all going to do? But we, we have to enjoy the greatness of A.J. Brown no and Tyreek Hill because Absolutely. the makeups of those guys are to- totally different, right? Yeah. You're talking about a smaller, shifty, fast guy, mm-hmm. a bigger body guy. Yep. Does it might not you know run routes as crisp as, as other wide receivers, but he consistently makes plays over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah, A.J. Brown runs the best routes in the NFL, meaning he gets open. <laughs> That's the only right. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if he's stumbling into it. He always seems to be open, even with one-on-one coverage. Real quick, John of Philadelphia at 888-729-3776 on the Dr. Pepper call line. He wants to weigh in on Eagles-Cowboys about to happen this Sunday in his city at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Big Bad John, what you got? Man, look, Freddie, man, respect. I'm a big fan of yours. I'm glad to see they give you your own time slot instead of bouncing you around. First and foremost, got much love for you. Appreciate that, um, now, Secondly, the, now the love is going to end, isn't it? <laughs> no, it ain't going to love, man. I'm telling you right now that to anybody that's going to think about they're going to the link wearing cowboy gear, I've been there, seen it, where they just get pelted, mm-hmm. beer thrown on them, heckled. It's no joke. And that stuff that just, that just doesn't stop there. It goes right into the parking lot. So mm-hmm. be safe first and foremost. And secondly, Jalen Hurts, man, the guy, the guy's phenomenal. The defense is what worries me. That defense looks suspect against the commanders. Now, let me say this. I think suspect is an understatement, and, and I'm being real. You and John are right uh, on it. Speak I, on I, it. I, I really think it's, it's an understatement because Sam Howell threw for 397 yards and four touchdowns, mm-hmm. and I will be honest, let me be honest about this. It was late in that ball game where Terry McLaurin had two drops. Yes, he did. One on third down and one on fourth down. And if he wouldn't have dropped those two passes, I honestly had faith that the Washington Commanders were going to go down and score a touchdown to tie that game up late and would have put more pressure on Philadelphia. But their defense, man, the the way teams have been able to pass the football on them consistently is horrific. And if I'm Mike McCarthy, if I'm Dak Prescott, and I've seen what's just transpired in that matchup versus the Commanders – Okay, I want the football in my hand. I'm telling my head coach, Mike McCarthy, put the ball in my hand and trust me that I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do with it. No doubt about that. By the Eagles and Cowboys this week, 4 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday, that will be a hot ticket. And by the way, hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets. Experience it live. From the top stories in sports. This is a huge story. To the bottom. So we reach the bottom of the barrel. This is Three Up, Three Down. It's always the best and the worst of the NFL weekend. 
And I guarantee you, we'll have a little surprise with that. Part of three up and three down. We always flip-flop it each and every week. This week, Harry, he has the good. Me, I have the gloom when it comes to three down and three up. And we start with number one. All right, Harry, what's your first up? Number one, I'm going with Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, baby. Joe Burrow is back, ladies and gentlemen. And the rest of the NFL better be on notice and watch out. Watch out. Got your ass. Joe Burrow is here to stay. I'm telling you, once he got healthy, that was all the Cincinnati Bengals needed. Performance this weekend only threw four incompletions, 283 yards, three touchdowns, but it was the relationship that he always had with Jamar Chase. Him and T. Higgins are on the same page. Now, they got Tyler Boyd involved. Also, Joe Mixon ran the football very effectively. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say this. They played the Buffalo Bills on Sunday night. Buffalo? Y'all might want to watch out because Joe don't care about anything but them Bengals. I love what he said about his window. Windows my whole career and, and everybody that that we have in that locker room, all the coaches we have, you know, things are going to change year to year, but uh, our window's always open. Joe Burrow's like, look, I'm not just playing to try to be the best team in the AFC no. North or the best team in the AFC. I'm all about getting that ring. I got there once before. And a holding penalty kept me away from getting against the Los Angeles Rams. That's my championship window. Y'all can place whatever restrictions you want on it. I'm not all about that. My championship window is anytime I play for this team and with these dudes I have around me. Meanwhile, Jets versus Giants is my down. There's not too much I can say about that. My <laughs> team won. I've never been so happy for a game to be over or not wanting to go into overtime than what I saw yesterday with the Jets winning that game over the New York Giants. There's bad football, and then there was that. You know how bad football is when Zach Wilson, who hasn't exactly had the best career so far for the New York Jets, even a game as bad as that, he said, I thought we we could still win. We've obviously done it before in the past, um, getting us a big chunk, um, that much time left to be able to clock it. It was actually almost the same play, too. So, you know, I would just say unbelievable grit and battle by the guys, you know, Absolutely no waiver and belief there at all, including me. Didn't doubt at all. You know, when I saw our defense got to stop there, I was like, oh, 24 seconds, no problem. You know, we've shown we can do it in two minutes all year. This is when you know how bad a game is, Harry. When you lose all sense of reality. When you have convenient <laughs> amnesia. Well, all of a sudden you say, oh, we've been in this situation before. They never thought they would be in that kind of position to lose that game with a third-string quarterback when it comes to the guy behind Todd Rod Taylor and DeVito. And yet they felt that way about that game, that's when you know a game is really, really bad. And that's why they get my number one for being three up, three down. Number two. What's your two up? Number two, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks, right? The Browns went strolling in Seattle like they were the big bad wolf, right? (laughs) Strolling. But see, Geno Smith and company had a Better thing coming for them. And they found a way to win the football game, man. Geno Smith connected with Jackson Smith and Jigba late for a touchdown that sealed it for the Seattle Seahawks. And I love the play call because it was supposed to be a run play. Right. Right? But anticipation. I think understanding as a play caller what the defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz is going to do. He blitzed. Yep. Geno Smith seen it. Jackson Smith and Jigba ran a bubble route. Instead of handing the ball off, he threw it to the bubble. He walked in the end zone. That was the game-winning touchdown. But we're talking about a team right now that's 5-2, and two, that's leading the NFC mm-hmm. West. Talk that and talk. And second in the NFC conference as a whole. 
Watch out for them. I'm going out to do their game November 12th against the Washington Commanders, and I can't wait for it, Freddie. And by the way, we mentioned before the season got started, keep an eye on the Seattle Seahawks. They could be that sneaky team in the NFC. Give them a lot of credit. They've been able to take advantage of a 49ers team that's lost three in a row. And also in the Seahawks, they're looking down on the 49ers and not looking up at this point of the season. We can no longer say that the Carolina Panthers are looking up at one win because they got out the way. That was my bold prediction. I just had a feeling. My daughter Brianna was there hanging out with her friends on her job, tailgating in the parking lot. She was there to see the game. So, hey, Carolina Panthers, the next time you want to win a football game, call my daughter Brianna, invite her to the game because she's a good luck charm. They were able to find a way to get down the field, kick the game, win the field goal at the end, and they're no longer part of the defeated. Give the Carolina Panthers a lot of credit. They're no longer zero for the season as they beat the Houston Texans and making your boy Freddie Coleman looking quite good with his bold prediction. Number three. What's your three up here? Part of three up and three down on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. So my last three up is going to be the quarterback wide receiver duo of Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb. Those two guys were remarkable yesterday. Dak Prescott, 25 of 31, 304 yards, four touchdowns. Mm -hmm. But it's 12 targets to C.D. Lamb, went for 158 yards and two touchdowns. They moved C.D. Lamb around the formations, had him at the X, had him in the slot, had him everywhere that you wanted to put him, and he was productive. So that's why those two guys are my third up this week. My third down does not involve the National Football League. And let me say this out loud. Out loud, so you don't. So you can't say Freddie Harry did not warn me. Flavor Flav was contracted last night. Yeah, th- that one. Flavor Flav from the rap group Hall of Famers, Public Enemy. He was contracted to, I guess, sing, and I put the word single quotation marks, the national anthem. Excuse me. Now, it lasts a minute and 11 seconds. We are not going to do this to this nation. We're not going to play the full <laughs> one minute and 11 seconds. We'll play just enough. Because I think he went to so many chord and octave changes that I lost count. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? Oh. <laughs> what so proudly we hear? If your dog is running away from your house right now, (laughs) don't blame us. Blame the Milwaukee Bucks organization that contracted Flavor Flav of the Hip Hop Hall of Fame group Public Enemy to sing the national anthem. But I give Flavor Flav a lot of credit. He put on social media, he said, the anthem was a longtime bucket list item. That was fun. I can't live my life worried about what people might say about me. I won't let that stop me from trying new things and doing things I want to do. Some people may not like that, but a sure failure is if you stop trying. I give them credit. It's still not going to erase that in all of our ears. What we just heard from <laughs> Flavor Flav singing the national before the Bucks game versus Atlanta last night in Milwaukee. Freddie. Elvis, he was the king of them all. Elvis, fight the power. Nine one one is a joke. Get up and get get and get down. Nine one one's a joke in your town. If he oh, had done man. that, that would have been fantastic. He gives me to do the national anthem, and he goes, "Hit me!" And also breaks the nine one one as a joke. No, he took that seriously. Man, the, the fact that he had the courage to do that, knowing that he sounds like that, I got, I got to give him credit for that. Though he had the courage, man. It must be wonderful to go through life when. 
there's a storm around you and you look at the world through patient eyes and you're not worried about anybody says about you knowing exactly what it's going to look and sound like. It must be wonderful to be here. Have you, have you, you guys, have either of you guys ever had to sing in public? I don't know. I'm not going to yeah, say I a have. solo, but you sung what, a solo in public? No, I can see Harry solo, doing but, that. But like I can sing, so I've sung Yeah, we, sung we know that. Before. We know you can sing. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Karaoke on Fridays. <laughs> we can have karaoke every day. But that 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 may Flavor Flav singing the national anthem yeah. may have allowed the Atlanta Hawks to beat them that night. Because the Milwaukee Bucks were so flummoxed that they couldn't hear anything for about Exa- a period or two exactly. that they wound up getting the behinds kicked. You know my birds were ah they went on and went won that thing. And that sounded better than Flavor Flav singing the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> that would have sounded better. Oh say can you see? We have no shame on this show. He tried. He did try. He gets an he A tried. for effort, but an F for execution. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie coming together. And Freddie and Harry, hit us up anytime you want to Dr. Pepper call online. If you want to sing, please don't. At 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. So the number 16 used to be a good number for Kansas City until yesterday. So now what will they do with the trading deadline less than 24 hours away? We'll get to that. Oh, never mind. On ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. 
little reggae Monday for you on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, together presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on Series X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Ten minutes away, give or take a lie or two from maybe Georgia is not as good as you believe Georgia is in college football. We'll get that to you coming up in about ten minutes. Chiefs are still the best of the best, Harry, when it comes to AFC. I know that 16-game winning streak over the Denver Broncos. That came to an end yesterday. Patrick Mahomes dealing with flu-like symptoms. He was sacked three times. He threw two interceptions. I guess I'm not alarmed by the fact that they lost. Everything does not last forever. But the trading deadline is less than 24 hours away. They tried as much as they can to work it out with Travis Kelsey and the Kelsey at a wide receiver. They need to find a way to go get somebody that's going to be a difference maker, that wide receiver position. So it's not just Patrick Holmes, Travis Kelsey, and hoping and praying that the other guys will be able to step up. Here's the thing, Freddie. If, if one of those guys have been a staple and been able to consistently step up this season, I would say they wouldn't have to. But when I watch a game like yesterday, and you have little spurts of things that transpired yesterday in one game across the season for this wide receiver group. So it's you had a fourth and two situation, right? And Patrick Mahomes makes an unbelievable throw to Sky Moore, and that ball gets dropped. You have Miko Hardman, who was once with the team, went to the Jets. You traded back for him. Mm-hmm. He muffed a punt. Now, the reason why that bothered me is because I used to be a punt returner. And your heel's supposed to be on the 10-yard line. And you're always taught, do not catch punts inside the 10. And that was not the case with Miko Hardman. And he muffed a punt. Yeah. And the reason why that was bad is because it led to a touchdown for the Denver Broncos. You gave an offense that hasn't been good this season a short field to work with. And then you go to Marquez Valdez-Scantley, who is supposed to be the leader of this wide receiver group, right? He has a fumble that led to a touchdown for the Denver Broncos as well. So now that's 14 points I just talked about because of the – no, actually, it's 21 points I just talked about because of the drop touchdown by Sky Moore that was caused by the wide receiver room in totality. So it's just – this season has been up and down offensively for them. I understand their record, but from an offensive standpoint, I think these wide receivers haven't been consistent, and we all seen what happened open tonight with the right. Detroit Lions, and we thought at some point it would get better, but they can't ha- go into the rest of the season, I believe, into a playoff situation, and this group be the reason why they don't move forward. And even Patrick Mahomes knows, yeah, all those things happen, but I've got to be better no matter what kind of health issues I was going through before losing to the Denver Broncos yesterday. Wasn't good enough. Um, obviously the turnovers, but just in the execution in general. I mean, they did a, they have to do a good job against against us with their defense, but we got to execute at a high enough level, and we, we clearly haven't done it in the two games we played against them. This is what happens when you're a gold standard. When teams are able – I'm not saying Denver didn't figure them out or not figure them out, but they were able to, as Sean Payton, the head coach, said, keep Mahomes off schedule. And that's going to be central to any quarterback. If you can keep an offense that's really, really good off schedule, then you can have that kind of success. And playing at home, they felt the fever of the crowd. They were able to ramp that up and feed off that electricity and was able to work for them. He knows we have set a standard here with this organization. Today, we did not live up to that standard. And any guy that's, whether he's Travis Kelsey or any wide receiver did not play well, they know that as well. But if you're going to maintain that gold standard, we've seen Kansas City with their organization with their manager, make that kind of move. You say, man, how did they swing that? It would not surprise me if something like that happens before 4 o'clock tomorrow when the trading deadline elapses, that Kansas City will find somebody that can be that wide receiver that you have to think about in addition to Travis Kelsey, 
Patrick Mahomes and the rest of that offense? I have one in mind. I don't know the logistics and the money and uh, all right. and, and all that, but Devontae okay. Adams, if you tell me you're going to pair up Devontae Adams, and, and it's also the same division, so I don't know mm. if the Raiders would want to do that. Right, true. But if, if the compensation, the draft compensation is correct, I don't see why the Raiders wouldn't want to do it because I don't think you're beating Patrick Mahomes and company until you get your damn quarterback. So <laughs> I don't know why you, they wouldn't do it. But Devontae Adams would solve a lot of things for Kansas City from a wide receiver standpoint the issues that they're having. You talk about a guy in Patrick Mahomes who's the best in the business improvising when things aren't there. Devontae Adams played with a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers who knew how to improvise when yeah. things weren't there. Also, he's a guy that it can be double covered. He's still going to make the play for you. No doubt about you know, that. So it'll be Travis Kelsey and him that you can count on. You don't have to worry about the rest. Yeah, we'll see exactly what's going to happen with the Kansas City Chiefs. But I bet, I bet no one thought in a million years we'd be talking about the Baltimore Ravens having more offensive weapons than Kansas City has with Patrick Mahomes. But you can make that case. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio because that Ravens team looks scarier and scarier and scarier offensively each and every week. They didn't play that well yesterday, but Lamar Jackson was still terrific, still making those throws. Didn't just have to rely on him running the football to run them out of trouble. And now that conversation continues to happen in terms of the Baltimore Ravens being the best team in the AFC. John Harbaugh talked about that. But also when you listen to what Lamar Jackson said afterwards about the sky being the limit for his Baltimore Ravens team. Well, my mom always says, get the lead, keep the lead. So, you know, we, we're, we're tied for the lead, I guess. But it's a long season. As we say, nobody's crowned after eight games. There's a lot of football to be played. The season is long for a reason, you know, and it does weed out the best. And, and if we want to be the best or consider the best, we're going to have to do it over the long haul. We got we got tough guys, you know, um, guys who are willing to win and adapting to adversity, uh, different type of weather, um, long flights. Uh, it's just crazy, but um, I believe our team, the sky's the limit for us. You know, we just got to find a way to fight within all of that. I am not surprised that this team is in this position that they're in right now because of what the last two years told me, right? Last year, Mm -hmm. this was the best team in the AFC North before Lamar Jackson got hurt the previous year. Mm -hmm. They were the best team in the AFC Conference as a whole before Lamar Jackson got hurt. But Lamar just said something right then. When you talk about playoff football in the AFC, and trust me, I realized this when I went to the Tennessee Titans, you don't have many – you know, covered stadiums. You don't have many indoor places that you got to play. You got you got to deal with the elements. You better be physical as hell. You better be able to run the football. Right. And you better have guys that are tough, mentally and physically. And that's what the Baltimore Ravens have. I just think the last few years they've been hit by the injury bug. Got hit mm-hmm. by it a little bit this season. Right. But now they're starting to get guys back. And I just love where they're sitting as a football team. And I can confidently, in a, in a way, say that. I think right now, even with Cincinnati coming on, right, right now, at this moment right now, mm-hmm. I think Baltimore poses the biggest threat to the Kansas City Chiefs more so than anyone in the AFC. Right. The key words right now, and I'm going to echo what you just said because the way they're playing football is not just something that can get them to the playoffs. It's something that can get them through the playoffs in the AFC. Yeah, they're always going to still be a run-first-based team. That's just how that's going to go. But now when you creep up and try to take away the running game or Lamar Jackson, the running game, he has shown, and he's shown this before, but people are really seeing it now in a different offensive system, that he can make those kind of reads and make those kind of anticipation throws. He's not waiting for guys to be wide open. He's not waiting for guys to get a step. He's like, look, one-on-one coverage, that's a mismatch. 
guess where the ball is going? And Sam Pierce, one of our guys behind the scenes, he talked about how frustrated Odell Beckham Jr. was when he got interfered with so much yesterday that it was driving him nuts. It wasn't that he was upset with the offense. It was the fact that he knows a big play was going to be there, and Arizona said, nah, son, we're not letting you get going. That's when you know an offense is going to be even scarier week by week when they're determined to make sure that Odell Beckham Jr. does not have a case of going back into the hot tub time machine and being the guy that we saw at the New York Giants where he injured his knee with the Cleveland Browns. They don't know the kind of big play ability that he still has and still possesses in that offense. Lamar Jackson knows it too, but other guys have made big plays as well. What they're doing now is definitely a lot more sustainable than what they were doing before that got them to the playoffs but never got them through the playoffs in previous years before this year. Well, and that's because, number one, now you pose a threat to the opponent from a running standpoint, rushing standpoint, and a passing standpoint. Absolutely. right. I think Lamar Jackson and his ascension in the pocket throwing the football is a wonderful thing for the National Football League because we've seen Lamar at the highest, right? Being a quarterback that can run all over the place and do things, but seeing him, especially last week, be, being mm-hmm. able to deliver the football from the pocket mm-hmm. in a meaningful way, in a way that we ha- haven't seen before, I think now that's the new unlock thing for the Baltimore Ravens and the next step for them to be able to get over a hurdle, right? First, it's the right. injury thing, right? Stay healthy. Yeah. But I think secondly, it's that, right? Being able to, from an offensive standpoint, consistently in the past game, be able to do it. And if you're down in the game, let's say 10 points, 13 points, like we've seen Miami, but we never question it because of Tua and his, you know, act. Now I feel like the Baltimore Ravens have a pass game in which I'm not worried about them coming coming back in a ball game if they're down 10 or 13. And you look at the Baltimore Ravens, they let two games get away against the Indianapolis Colts. This team should be undefeated right now. And the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road where they were giving it to the Pittsburgh Steelers and then they had to drop in the ends of my Rashad Babe and they seem to never recover from that. They've done a wonderful job of having amnesia, not letting that affect them because they have not lost since that happened against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We want to hear from you. What team is the team to watch out for in the NFL? Let us know at Triple H say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Your calls are always warranted on who do you believe is the best team in terms of the team to watch out for in the NFL, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We're going to ask an FOS friend of that show that question. He stops by in twenty minutes here on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Meanwhile, college football. Georgia may be number one, but are those dogs the best team in college football? We'll get to that if you keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
the Freddie and Harry podcast. Thanks for joining us on this Reggae Monday known as Freddie and Harry. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas. Thanks for joining us. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. And I'll tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. They are number one. But are they the one in college football when it comes to the Georgia Bulldogs? We're going to discuss that in a couple of minutes. But a couple of you want to weigh in about who is the team to watch out for in the NFL. Can't wait to hear what you have to say on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Brandon in Canada, the great country that it is up north. What say you? First of all, I'm calling from America, Ontario, California. Okay. Just to clarify that. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, but no, um, my, you know, no disrespect, but no, Cowboys are the team to watch. They're actually the most powerful team in the NFL, if you think about it. Uh, if we're trending upwards, every other team in our conference is actually trending the opposite way. 49ers are suspect. You don't think that? You don't think that the, the Brock Purdy ain't looking so pretty? Looking kind of dingy. He looking actually kind of like the guy that he was, Mr. Irrelevant. I'll say this. You are correct in terms of teams trending down a little bit in the NFC, although the Eagles are still 7-1. and one. They're four and two when they trailed in games by at least ten points this year. So that's the one team that may be above that. But he does have a case about the 49ers. The Lions didn't look so good last week versus the Baltimore Ravens. The Seattle Seahawks, they've been able to win some games. So I'm not going to say the Cowboys are the best team. They win this week versus Philadelphia. That'll go a long way, Harry, because the last time we saw them in a situation like this, they didn't look so good against the San Francisco 49ers. Well, that's the thing. Like, People can bring up that are Cowboys fans, the San Francisco 49ers, but we got to remember this team also put a mud hole in you. This team stomped you <laughs> when they were actually playing the game on the football field, right? So you, we can't ignore that, even though San Francisco's lost three in a row. Right. You had your opportunity, Dallas Cowboys fans, when they went head-to-head, and you didn't look good when you did it. Now, don't get me wrong. A few weeks ago and right now are different times, and teams may look different. Right. But the Cowboys have a prime – uh, primetime game to be able to beat the Philadelphia Eagles, who a lot of people figure or thought to thought to be the best team in the National Football League right now, right? right? So I think moving forward for the Dallas Cowboys, if you want more respect in those regards of being the best team in the National Football League, right. when it comes to games like this one you have coming up on Sunday, mm-hmm. you got to start winning those. Yeah, playing on the road in a place that you've had not had a lot of success lately when it comes to Dallas, so we'll see exactly what happens at 4 o'clock Eastern time to take on the Eagles in Philadelphia. Curtis in North Carolina, my friend, what do you got to say about in terms of who is the team to watch out for in the NFL? Freddie, Harry, what's going on, guys? We're good, brother. How about you? Doing good, doing good. I I say it like this, man, and I'm a Bills fan, Bills Mafia all day. I really don't think there's any clear-cut team to beat in the NFL right now. I think every team that we've seen uh, thus far through about the halfway point of the season all have something that they need to work on in order to be that team, Uh, even if if you look at all the top teams that are on each side of the conference. they've, They've got their flaws. They've got their their hang-ups that they need to clear up. So, I don't know. I think we still got maybe till about mid-November to know who's really clear-cut. And that might also go into having a 17-game uh, season now, too. So, I think it, the season being a lot longer, it, it'll it'll take a little longer to know who's the definitive uh, best team in the NFL. I think what's so unique about the 2023 NFL season is that you do have a lot of, a lot of parity, right? Absolutely. You, you have teams coming out the woodworks. Like, who would have thought the Houston Texans would have 
you know, pose a threat to teams moving forward this year. A lot of people would have said, no, who would have thought the Colts would give people a run for their money mm-hmm. and beat the Baltimore Ravens, right. Right? right? A lot of people would have bet their, like every dollar to their name that the Ravens would win that football game. So it is a lot of parody. I would say this, it is also the National Football League for a reason. Yeah, the, the, Everyone yeah, gets for paid long. for a reason. Yeah, and it's also not for long because three weeks ago, 49ers were like, hooray! Yeah. Three weeks later, <laughs> you know, that's the NFL. When you can go from being that penthouse, outhouse, outhouse, penthouse, because it's a second-by-second league each and every week in this league it, it can praise you at the highest of heights mm-hmm. it also can humble you yeah. when you have the lowest of lows so no th- that's the beauty of this league moving yeah. forward yeah look at Jacksonville they were one and two and they got taken apart by the Houston Texans by more than 20 points five weeks later it's six and two after beating the Buffalo Bills beating the Pittsburgh Steelers and all of a sudden we're talking about that's a team you need to keep an eye on keep weighing in who is the team to watch out for in the National Football League. Hit us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN and HDougs83. And don't forget about the phone as well, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Georgia is still ranked number one in the country. The playoff rankings come out tomorrow, the first weekly event called the College Ball Playoff Rankings. That starts tomorrow. But are they the best team in the country? Harry Douglas, you and I follow college football. You follow it intently. You're out there each and every weekend, college game day. You were freezing your butt off in, or at Utah, and then Oregon put it on Utah after that. Warmed up those behinds quite nicely out in Utah. Who's number one in your mind in college football this year? Um, for me right now, I'm going to go with the Michigan Wolverines. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to point to their schedule, but hey, it is what it is. But when I when I say the Michigan Wolverines, it's because of how J.J. McCarthy, their quarterback, is playing at that position. He is the front runner to win the Heisman right now because he's playing damn good football. That's throwing the football mm-hmm. inside of the pocket, outside of the pocket, and also rushing the football, utilizing his legs. They're two, three deep at the running back position. Their receivers are consistent. Their offense line is one of the best in the country then when you flip over and look at them defensively they're the I say top three defense in all of college football so I think the balance mm-hmm. that you look at when it comes to Michigan is why I got them right there now right underneath them narrowly I have the Georgia Bulldogs okay. I love what, what Carson Beck was able to do versus Florida without Brock Bowers absolutely that's, that's what I wanted to see how was he going to be without you know his 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 security blanket mm-hmm. and not only did the run game step up but he uh, stepped up the receivers tight end stepped up but that defense did as well so right. that's what Kirby Smart was her- hoping for going into this situation I still have Georgia number one by a credit card between them and Michigan but I got a couple of one loss teams I got my eye on if you're the college football playoff or a team trying to get in the college football playoff, you do not want Alabama to beat LSU this week. Alabama's that one loss team at number eight. They right now, they don't have the best defense in the country. You can make that strong case for them, especially the way they played ever since the Texas game. Milroy has been terrific at the quarterback position. The running game has helped them. The receivers are making plays. They beat LSU. They're not going to be beaten until maybe the SEC championship game when they play Georgia. And that's when things get interesting because they're there in the SEC championship game and they win it. That means the SEC is going to have two teams in the college ball playoff. If you're Michigan, if you're Ohio State, if you're Florida State, if you're Washington, you want LSU to take care of Alabama. This way you don't have two SEC teams when it's all said and done to play for a national championship. But back in the National Football League, we always make sure we have a happy hour at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Nobody does but Herm Edwards. Can't wait to see what he had to say about who is the team to watch in the NFL. He joins us next on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. 
You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.